everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Friday. It is May 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th. With 13 baseball games here, it is 2022. Joined today by my good buddy, good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice of Six. What's up, and Snicks? Snacks? Man, I can't even talk. <laughs> I, I tried to like say, oh man, I'm out. I'm out. You're doing the podcast for yourself. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing great, man. Uh, another day, another pod. Glad to be here. Uh, should be an interesting slate overall because, um, man, oh, man, is it loaded at the pitching position. So uh, excited. Uh, always glad to come on and talk to me. and be with you, man. It's, it's, it's one of the great joys that I have in this industry. Yeah. Um, let's get into it, buddy. We got, uh, listen, I've already messed up like five words and we're like two minutes <laughs> into the podcast. So I'm sure only up from here. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one way to look at it. There's other ways that you could potentially look at it here, but, um, <laughs> let's jump into it. We get started here. Houston at Washington, taking on the nationals eight total in this game, Houston, a one sixty favorite, Valdez against Josiah Gray. Start here with Framber Valdez. You kind of said it when you were just talking a few few seconds ago. This pitching slate is loaded. It's loaded. I am going to be very picky at pitcher today, just in general, because of how many great arms we have on this slate. So Framber Valdez is a guy that struggles with command and walks and his pitch count gets up quick, gets out of the game. Yeah, they let him go 100 pitches. But to that flip side, how how much upside does he really have at 8,200 if he if he can't get into the to the seventh inning or not walk people? So again, I'm going to be picky today, Will, and I think this is a spot that I'm going to pass on Framber Valdez. Yeah, he's absolutely getting a fade. Uh, no way I'm playing Valdez on this slate. With, I mean, we've got, I mean, Steve, we just got top tier arms and top mid tier arms. I'm no way I'm playing Valdez here. I, just no way. Yeah, um, I mean, when you're when you're looking at like the Washington lineup too, there's just not a ton of strikeouts in this lineup. Um, Hernandez, the only guy with a strikeout rate over twenty five percent, so just don't see a ton of upside here for Framer Valdez and. I mean, Josiah Gray on the other side of this game, he's shown a little bit of strikeout ability in a couple matchups, but I mean, those matchups are really kind of cupcake. Miami, Arizona, he struck out, you know, guys in those games. This is going to be a much better offense just in general. Um, Looking at this team, it's not as low as it was over the last few years for the Astros, but I mean, there's still good hitters in the top six, seven spots here, so... Again, I'm being picky, and I'm probably going to stay away here from Josiah Gray. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no way I play him either, especially when he's more than Frankie. We've just got top tier arms. He does have some strikeout ability, as you mentioned, but um, Houston's not not that team. Yeah, I, you look at it, and Josiah Gray, since the start of last year, 5.6x, 25% K rate, but a 12% walk rate as well. So, I mean, the – and he struggles mightily with left-handed hitters. So let's talk about some of these Houston lefties. Jordan Alvarez, just he, he's one of the best power hitters in baseball. 
Um, he's expensive here at 5,700, but he has two home run upside in any matchup. Obviously, we're going to like Brantley. We're going to like Kyle Tucker. Um, Pena might not be in the lineup here, so we could potentially see um, someone else here. So we'll have to kind of pay attention to that. That could you know, open up maybe a cheap bat for Houston. But yeah, I definitely don't mind looking at some of these power lefties in this spot. That's where Josiah Gray has kind of struggled here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course, I mean, my boy Michael Brantley coming in hot, 3,900. Hasn't, in my opinion, hasn't really gotten to that consistent, let me get you 10 to 12 fantasy points a game just yet. But I still think it's coming. He's th- at 3,900. I'm willing to keep doing it. Like you talked about these lefties, Tucker at 46. Um, and I mean, even um, even uh, Chaz McCormick at the bottom of the order at 3,700 righty. But I, j- I just think there are ways for us to get creative. Uh, if we want to get involved in this Houston offense. So I, I like Houston a ton here against Josiah Gray for sure. Any interest here in the Washington bats? I'm acting up. You can always play Juan Soto as a one-off. I know it's lefty, lefty, 5,300. Don't hate it. Uh, is, is Nelson Cruz going to get back to his smash spot ways against lefties? Maybe. Uh, I think Washington is just one-off stuff. I don't think that this is a stack opportunity for us currently. Yeah, I think how you you could potentially play Washington is a stack because Valdez is a guy that gets wild sometimes. You know, you get that inning where he walks two and then a home run. Um, All right, well, you know, that happens once and, you know, you get Valdez out of the game kind of early, the stack starts to work. So I could see maybe like a little three-man – Bell Cruz Soto, something along like those lines or something like that. We got Toronto at Tampa Bay. Six and a half total in this game. The Blue Jays, a 125 favorite here on the road in Tampa. Kevin Gaussman going up uh, against Drew Rasmussen. Uh, let's talk Gaussman, man. 10K off to a stellar start this season. Didn't have that like big strikeout upside last game, but. It was a matchup against Cleveland, a pretty low strikeout team. You know, when we're looking at right-handed pitching against the team on the season, Cleveland, I think, is their lowest strikeout rate in baseball right now. Um, so Tampa, second-highest strikeout rate in baseball against right-handed pitching. Our boy Gaussman has monster upside in this spot. And this game's in Tampa with a, a really low total. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all about me some Kevin Gaussman in this spot, Will. Yeah, man, at 10K against one of the highest strikeout teams in the MLB, sign me up for Kelvin Gaussman. I mean, this feels like, um, shall we say, Stevie, an absolute smash spot. Um, It's a good spot, man. I probably, in in my opinion, one of the best spots on the night from a strikeout perspective uh, and if you look up and down this lineup, Stevie, outside of outside of Wander Franco and Yandy Diaz, I mean, we've got K Riggs through the roof. So Kevin Gaussman, and he's in Tampa. Kevin Gaussman should have his way with this lineup. I mean, last I checked, he was over 30% K rate, like a 2.3 or 5 X FIP, somewhere around there. It's He's been stellar, like you said, and uh, I think it's all systems go here. He's absolutely worth the spend up on this league. The other side of this game, Drew Rasmussen. I mean, Drew Rasmussen is a good pitcher. Um, 
My worry is he hasn't gone over 90 pitches yet this season. Toronto is a very good offense that doesn't strike out a lot. We're loaded with pitchers on this slate. I think I put Drew on the shelf, but I I, I don't think I play hitters against him today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you 100%. Um, not worried about Drew in terms of playing him, but I don't want to pick on him either. So I'm I'm full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. No Drew. Any interest in the Toronto Bats? I think just one-offs. Uh, kind of the same for me with, with Houston. I know you felt a little bit stronger about the Houston stack. I mean, the uh, um, Washington stack than I did. But in this particular case, I still you – know, you can play Vlad against anybody, but I, I don't really want to stack against Houston. Yeah, I think this is a spot I, I probably stay away from. Both bats on both sides. This game in Tampa – in the dome, two really good pitchers. We see a six and a half total here. And the my problem is like Vlad's 56, Bichette's 51, Springer's 5K. The other side, Brandon Lau is 4,700, Wander Franco's 5,300. Like there is no discount for being in a pitcher's ballpark with two really strong pitchers. So I just, I like, I like the idea of playing Gaussman here. And then just kind of staying away and hoping this game is like 2-1, 2-0, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Seattle at New York taking on the Mets. This game has a seven total, and the Mets are a 225 favorite here. We got Marco Gonzalez against Max Scherzer. We'll start here with Max Scherzer, or no, Marco Gonzalez. Always start with the away team. I was kind of just skipping over Marco Gonzalez, to be honest. He's 5,700. He's cheap. Uh, going up against the Mets team in City Field, but that's all. He, that's all. That's it. That's all he got. Um, I have no interest in Marco Gonzalez. There are some strikeouts here, but it's just a pass spot for me. Oh, no, forget it. No way I'm playing Marco on this slate. Even at 5,700, No. Max Scherzer, though, 10-4, going up against Seattle in City Field. I mean, if you can afford Gaussman-Scherzer combos, like, it might be a day that you double dip and just play these guys, look for, you know, a a punt catcher, a punt shortstop type plays, uh, and still get your stacks in there. But, I mean, Max Scherzer, 34.3% strikeout rate on the season, 14.6% swinging strike rate, and... I mean, the Seattle team is is iffy right now. There's a lot of strikeouts here. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, they're another team that there's there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup, just top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you 100%. Um, definitely go with – if you can double barrel it, Stevie, and I have looked at that already – I mean, if you go Scherzer, Gaussman, and for what it's worth, let me say this. I do have Gaussman ahead of Scherzer today. I do, um, I too. Think, yeah, yeah. I, I think Gaussman's a better play than Scherzer. But if you can double barrel it, I think you can pull it off today. Um, I mean, it leaves you just in general 3,700 to build the rest of your lineup. And like you talked about, if you can punt catcher and shortstop and get the right plays there and get you some points, like now you've made this, this, this bill very serviceable. So uh, I love this spot for Scherzer and Gaussman. Um, but Scherzer, in his own right, like you talked about, man, 30-plus percent K rate again this season. Um, 
I, I love it here. I mean, I, I'm not afraid of the Seattle Mariners by any stretch of city field. Yeah, and honestly, you know, the bats in this spot, I have no interest in Seattle whatsoever. Yep, nope, not at all. And then as far as, like, the Mets go in this spot, obviously I like Pete Alonso. You know, this dude has a 315 ISO since the start of last year against left-handed pitching. He has monster upside. If I'm playing Alonzo, Mark Kana has been someone that has been cracking the lineup against left-handed pitching and getting good lineup spots. Um, he's 3,200. So maybe maybe Alonzo, Kana, and maybe like a Marte type of stack. I don't mind like a little three-man, but you got you to gotta remember, Marco one is a, is a ground ball pitcher that doesn't typically get blown up. And two, I mean, he has been allowing some home runs this year, so that's fantastic for a stack. But um, two, this game's in City Field, so um, very pitcher-friendly ballpark. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, uh, I'm with you on Connor. I, th- I think Connor's starting to dare I say heat up a little bit. Stevie had a fairly nice day today. Um, excuse me, at the plate. And so, you know, he's one of those guys as he starts to get going, he's not going to hit a whole bunch of home runs, but but he's going to hit singles and doubles. And if guys are on base, that's where he's going to get a lot of his fantasy points. I, I love that call on Mark Conner at 3,200, especially if we're trying to double barrel and you go with a little, like you talked about, a little three-man. You can probably get Alonzo Davis and Conner and if, if JD's in there. And, and, I mean, that gives you basically the salary relief that you need um, to kind of get something like that accomplished. I, I love that call on Mark Connor. That's I, that's what I'm going to write down, Steve, in the blue notebook. Mark Connor today. I, I like that. All right, moving on. We got Baltimore at Detroit. This game currently sitting at an eight total. The Tigers, a 145 favorite. We got Jordan Miles going up against Eduardo Rodriguez. Any interest here in Jordan Lyles? No. I, I mean, I know it's Detroit, but I, I, I just, I don't want to say I can't, Steve, because that wouldn't be true. I, I think I'm interested in Jordan Lyles in props, but not DFS. I think if you're punting at pitcher today, he's the option. I don't see. I can roll with that. I don't see the need to punt at pitcher today. Because we have, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of opportunity cost at pitcher if you're going to not play the top end guys. But if you're going to punt at pitcher today, it's either, it's either Lyles or um, Silseth. Here's but, what I will say he's already got his 20 point game with a 17 point game against Boston and KC. And people are going to look at that and say, oh, yeah, he's going to dominate Baltimore, uh, Detroit. And Detroit's going to come and score 20 runs. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, I'm not falling for that this time. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I mean, Detroit's one of the worst offenses in baseball God, against awesome. right-handed pitching. Um, I think they have 10 home runs on the year against right-handed pitching, which is the lowest amount of any team in baseball. And they're, they're second worst in WRC+. Plus. They have a 24% K rate an 81 ISO, which is the worst in baseball. So I'm just saying, I don't think Jordan Lyles is a stud by any means, but I do think that if you're going to punt today, he is an option. It's just, I mean, he can get 20 or he can get five. He can get negative 10. Um, (laughs) The range of outcomes is massive. So 
But Will, he is going to throw 90 plus pitches if he's pitching well. He's thrown 90 plus pitches in four straight games. Um, so he is an option today. And I, I feel like that is just a nice way to say if you're going to punt, maybe you roll the dice a little bit here. But uh, the other side of this game, we got Eduardo Rodriguez, um, a pickup from Detroit in the offseason, finally had like that good game last time out. There's a lot of strikeouts in the Baltimore lineup, um, especially against left-handed pitching. So, I mean, Eduardo at 7,100, I, I don't hate this spot for him either. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd probably feel a little bit better about Eduardo um, than uh, than Lyles. I'm really not interested in Erod either, though, even on this slate. I mean, but, but I think that the thing is, it feels to me like Erod would have more upside than Lyles, right? Like if Erod could come out, I mean, if he picked up, like the last game against Houston, he had eight Ks. I mean, if he got anywhere near eight Ks, in this in this matchup, which he could, I mean, he he's going to be starting to get close to get optimal, especially if he doesn't give up a lot of runs. So I I don't hate it. All right, talk to me. Talk to me here about Baltimore bats in this spot. Matt, I think if you're playing Baltimore bats. You know, this is this is a spot where maybe you take Trey Mancini at 3,900. Um, but he's about the only guy I think I could. Maybe Austin Hayes as well, but I feel like Mancini would be your guy. Kind of a cheap one-off play um, that, that has a little bit of upside. Yeah. I could see Mancini for sure. Um, Nevin? has been somewhat a very small sample size. Tyler Nevin has been someone that has hit left-handed pitching really hard this year. It's, it's a really small sample, but he's 2,700. So I think if you want to roll the dice there, um, I don't hate it. And then on the Detroit side, I mean, it is Jordan Lyles, all, all, all everything else aside. So if you want to go like Grossman, Baez, Meadows type of stack, it's still Jordan Lyles. Yeah, I'm, I get it. I get it. Um, do you anything else to add to this one? Nope, I am good to go. All right, San Diego at Atlanta. Another total with a pretty low total here. Seven total in this game. Uh, the Braves, a one forty-five favorite. We got you, Darvish, going up against Max Freed. Um, any interest here in you, Darvish? And Atlanta's been rough in terms of K rates. I do think you at 8,500 is interesting. I, I, I think that's interesting enough for me to kind of take a shot at it. Um, you know, you does have some, some strikeout ability, not as high this season so far as he has been um, overall, but I, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, you know, he's, he's going to get up close to a hundred pitches. He's going to be around a hundred. Um, I think if he's, you know, six and two, I mean, five and two thirds and he's at 98, they probably let him close it out. Um, so I, I don't hate it because he's 85, but I still don't like him better than the Scherzer Gosman combo. 
Yeah, I, I like the price. I just don't like the matchup. Um, I, and with that being said, he dominated this team earlier this year. Um, I think he put up like 30 fantasy points or something against them. Like, you Darvish can dominate any team in baseball. He hasn't been pitching the greatest over the last couple starts, and those were, I mean, Pittsburgh, Miami, Will. Pittsburgh, Miami. And, and now he gets Atlanta in some of the best hitting conditions in the slate. Um, Probably not going to play a lot, if any, you Darvish um, in this spot. But Max Fried, on the other hand, talk me off the ledge, Will, um, because – we're seeing the the talent that everybody we we all knew it was there, but like we're seeing Max Fried like dominate teams here um, this season. Yeah, I mean he's coming, and not only that, he's getting the cage too, Steve. That's the yeah. thing. Like he's going the innings. The pitches are, you know, he's they're going to let him go. Um, what I consider to be as close as he is to his threshold of whatever inning he is is in. So, like, if he's gone past the six and he's at 82 pitches, he's coming back out, uh, you know, and wherever he ends up after the seventh, I think he's done. At any rate, through all of these innings, Steve, if you look, starting with the Dodgers, had eight Ks against the Dodgers. That was in L.A. Yep. And, I mean, these performances have been amazing. No reason to think he can't come out and do this against San Diego. You want to talk about another guy that we're probably interested in. It's definitely Max Freed at 9,300. So here's the thing with Freed, right? Um, I was super curious, and he is up about two mile an hour on his fastball since, you know, since last season, and he is throwing his slider and curveball. His curveball has kind of stayed about the same, but his slider has been harder this season as well. Well, anybody that – knows anything about baseball when you can have an effective changeup, an above average slider and a, I mean, he has an elite curveball. Like that's his thing. You know, any, any report or scouting report or anything that, that you read on Max Freed, it's going to tell you he has a above average, very elite curveball. Um, so yeah, I'm worried about a couple of these guys, but Overall, I uh, just Max Fried's pitching too good right now not to have interest at 9,300. I mean, that's what it comes yeah. down to for me. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. I think if you want to take it the tier down, and I think earlier I was talking about we had good mid tier arms. Like I was definitely talking about Max Fried and you pair him with Galsman if you don't want to go double barrel. And so if you pair Max Fried with Galsman, Stevie, that's going to mm-hmm. open it up even more for you in terms of you know, how you're going to, how you're going to play your bats. And so you got freed at 93 Gaussman at, at 10 and now we're at 38. And then once again, if you still go that route where you take a cheaper catcher, a cheaper shortstop, then now, now it's really going to open some things up for you. So uh, currently right now, I definitely still have Kevin Gaussman as number one. I think his matchup is slightly better. I'm willing to pay the extra 700 to get Gaussman in. Uh, but if I had to choose between Freed and uh, and Matt Scherzer right now, I think I'm leaning leaning Freed, Stevie, taking that eleven hundred dollar discount, hoping that he gets close enough, and that the one extra one extra bat that I can get in pays off for me with tremendous dividends. Any interest in the Padres bats here? Um, no. 
No interest. Yeah, Machado was at 6,100, sure. Maybe he's cheaper on FanDuel or Yahoo. I don't have pricing up in front of me, but at 6,100 against Max Fried, eh-eh, nope. And then on Atlanta, um, they're all kind of expensive as well. So I just – it goes back to, you know, what we were talking about with the Toronto-Tampa game. You get two good pitchers. You get hitters that are not discounted at all, and I just feel like it's just not going to work out. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. All right, Red Sox Rangers, eight and a half total in this game. Sort of a pick 'em game pretty much everywhere. We got Pavetta against Dunning. Nick Pavetta, 7,500, has not allowed a home run in the last three starts. Ha! Ha! <laughs> That's not going to work out here. Um, I, I don't have any interest in Nick Pavetta. Yep, same here. No interest. Hey, listen, he's been pitching a lot better than expected this he year. Yes, he has. And- he has. He I hope has, he can man. keep it up. I know he's 0-4, and his ERA is like 6 or something. But, hey, he's been pitching better than I expected. And then Dane Dunning on the other side of this game, he's had some good games this year. He's generating ground balls, um, keeping the walks okay. Um, the game that he pitched really well against Atlanta, I'm pretty sure he had a really good umpire behind the plate, and he kind of took advantage of it, um, if I remember correctly. I I don't think I'm playing Dane Dunning here at 6,700. Yeah, I'm not doing it, but I have been impressed with Dane Dunning overall, Stevie, like just this season in general. Like he's been able to get, you know, up into that sixth inning category, even with seven and two-thirds against Atlanta as the seasons have gone on. And his pitch counts up 98 against Atlanta, 100 against the, the, uh, the Yankees. I'm not playing him today. But I definitely think if Dane sits around this price, there are going to be some advantageous spots for us. It's just not today, I don't think. Yeah, I I don't think I can do it. Listen, Dane Dunning, he's not he's a he's a prospect, right? He's he's sixth in this organization. He's a prospect. It's just above average command, really low swinging strike rate. His his thing is I'm going to generate ground balls. So I feel like DFS upside-wise, it's just not there for him. Um, as far as the Boston hitters go, you got you to gotta look at the fly ball Boston hitters here against Dunning. He's a big-time ground ball guy. So I love Devers um, just in general. But he's just so expensive. I think if I'm playing Boston, it's, it's at least three. I don't think I'm playing one-offs because they're just kind of pricey here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not really interested in this uh, this Boston side much. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to be fading Boston, the Boston office mostly. Texas bats against Pavetta. I mean, Corey Seager's under 5K. Yes, Simeon's 4K. Yes, Nate Lowe 3700. Um, okay. I could get behind doing at least a little mini stack here at Texas. I mean, they're a favorite here against Boston, and I feel like the bats are the reason why. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you talk about Nate Lowe, you got Seager. Simeon at 4K, I, man, I mean, I, I think – and look, he hasn't been hitting well, but, God, he's, he's got to come around, Steve, right? Like, he's not, he's not going to hit like this all season. So, I, I'm, I, I don't mind that call on the Texas bats. All right, cruising along here. We got 
the Yankees and the White Sox facing off in this one, seven and a half total. Yankees are 170 favorite. We got Garrett Cole against Vince Velasquez. Garrett Cole in Chicago taking on the White Sox. Cole has struggled a little bit to start the year, but so has the White Sox offense. So it's kind of the battle of do you think the White Sox bats are going to get going or do you think Garrett Cole is going to get going? Um, Me personally, I'm on the Garrett Cole side here. I I think when we're looking at an overview of this slate and we're looking at Scherzer and Gaussman, well, I feel like Cole and Freed are like, the next two guys to potentially like have massive ceilings. I guess Kershaw is up there as well. Um, Kershaw in a little bit tougher matchup, but I, I think the like ceiling guys on this slate: Scherzer, Gaussman, Cole, Freed. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely get behind that. Scherzer, Gaussman, Cole, Freed. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think for me, in terms of you know where I'm at with with Cole. At 9,600, I think he, I think you just take that shot, right? Like, I, I don't think he's as good of a player as Gaussman today, for what it's worth. But, you know, he's got the upside. At, at some point, I mean, he almost cranked out 30 against Texas, six and six and a third, 10 strikeouts. Um, pitch count is back up. I, I, I don't hate it at all. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I love this spot. You can get. Yankees minus one and a half and plus 120 on some books here. Um, I love that. I love that. I, I think the Yankees should be a much bigger favorite in this game. And then Vincent Velasquez on the other side of this game. Velasquez has been massive reverse splits this season. And you do not want to be massive reverse splits against the New York Yankees, Stanton, Judge, Donaldson, it doesn't matter if you're reverse splits because Anthony Rizzo can hit anything. So I am fully fade in Vince Velasquez, and I think the Yankees stack best stack on the slate tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to attack Vince Velasquez. Uh, if you can get Vince Velasquez uh, in the prop world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, around 15 and a half pitching outs, just take the under. Oh, yeah. Really passed. <laughs> oh, yeah. He hasn't really passed five innings all season. And we had him at 15 and a half, Stevie, against the Cleveland Indians, and the game got canceled for COVID. So I'm hoping that they don't try to, you know, run, run the game on us and then bring him in at like 15, right, for this start and bring him back in at 15 and a half. I'm going to be stalking uh, uh, the prize pitch board for that one. If we can get it, I'll shoot you a text and let you know it's up. And uh, if, if, you're, if you're awake. That, that's one for sure. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to be waiting for that one to come out. All that to say, no way I play Vince Velasquez today. My no Okay, so pitching outs. Just a quick prize picks question. I haven't done a lot of pitching outs. I'm a huge fan of going under on fantasy pitching points over there. If Vincent Velasquez comes in at 15 and hits 15, it's just a push. Not a loss. Correct. Correct. Okay. I just wanted to make sure correct. they score it like any other thing on there. So, yep. I, I mean, I think I take the under at 15. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would absolutely yep. take it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. I don't, I don't see Vincent Velasquez going, I don't see him going deep into this game. Um, and yeah, you just look at his numbers this year, man. A 419 Woba, 280 ISO, massive fly balls and hard contact to both sides. Striking out lefties at a very high clip this year. Uh, just 
I don't know. Some of the teams that he's faced, weaker lefties, some high strikeout teams, hasn't gone more than 90 pitches in the start. Yeah, I love the under there. Uh, I'm with you on that. And I love the Yankees. This is the only problem with double barreling your pitcher today because the Yankees are just in a fantastic spot. The one thing that I will say is Donaldson is way too cheap. I know it's not a lefty, but Donaldson's way too cheap in this spot. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, come on. 4K, probably, I would say Stevie, don't we think he should probably be 4,500 minimum in this spot, probably? I would say 45 minimum. Um, so I'm with you. Josh Donaldson, 4K, sign me up. Um, you know, we got Judge at 5,900. My boy Rizzo at 5,400. Uh, just the Yankees are in a good spot, man. Real I good mean, spot, you just man. when you're stacking the Yankees, you just plug in Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, and then you kind of look and see how you want to potentially get your stack a little bit different. Um, but I feel like you're you're plugging in those three guys and then just building around it. Um, White Sox bats, I don't want to play White Sox in a 13-game slate against Garrett Cole. Yeah, same here. All right, cruising. We got Guardians and Twins, eight and a half total in this game. The Twins, a 165 favorite. Savelli against Sonny Gray. Uh, it's been a while. But um, any interest here in Aaron Savelli? No. Yeah, I am still so tilted about his last game. <laughs> um, just the eight strikeouts and so many, so many potential runs that the Toronto Blue Jays left on the board there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm out here. I don't want to play uh, Savelli. And then Sonny Gray, I really don't know what to expect, right? Oh, no. Came back. I'm not, I'm not playing Sonny Gray. Yeah. <laughs> and he came back and he threw, what, 66 pitches? Um, I just – I don't think he pitches deep, and Cleveland's not a high strikeout team. So I think we let him kind of go out here, get stretched out a little bit more, and we potentially jump on him in his next start. I will say, though, Will, at 6,400, he's kind of priced in there for the matchup in the less pitches, but I still don't think I can do it today. Yeah, I'm I'm not doing it um, at 6,400. No way. I mean, between Stephen Kwan and Jose Ramirez, he's going to throw 25 pitches. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing, but yeah. I, I mean, okay, that might have been an exaggeration. I'd say he gets to 15 pitches between those two at, at, at least, unless – you know, he throws one across the plate and they actually swing at it. Like it's, they're going to work him here. I don't. So yeah, there it is. There it is. All right. Let's talk bats here on the Cleveland side against Sonny Gray. I don't want to go out of my way. I mean, you can always play Ramirez. Quan has gotten to the point where he's kind of pricey. He's a, he's a point machine. Don't get me wrong. Um, but on a 13-game slate, a guy that doesn't isn't going to typically hit home runs, probably a lot for a guy um, at his price. So, I mean, the guy that I really like here for Cleveland is someone that just haven't adjusted his price. It's Josh Naylor. This dude's been crushing the ball. Um, he has hits in nine of his last ten games. He has three home runs over the last two games. I love the price tag for Naylor. You know, we talk about stud pitching and needing some value. I think he's a great value play here. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you 100%. You know, you talked about uh, guys that don't strike out, and he's definitely on the list. 
Um, I, I'm in. I'm I'm in on Josh Neal, man. Thirty four hundred. He's a guy that can definitely uh, open it up for us a little bit. Um, I don't mind Stephen Kwan at forty seven here in this spot, and then of course you know the big dog Jose Ramirez is fifty nine hundred. Uh, don't hate him either, um, especially if they rough up. Uh, if they rough him up some, like he, I mean, it is what it is. I, I think Cleveland's a good stack here. I think Cleveland's a very good stack on this slate. Minnesota. Um, I think they're interesting here. Civilli, a guy that, I mean, outside against Toronto doesn't typically strike out. He gives up hits. He gives up runs, um, walks some guys every once in a while. I'm going back to the well. I stacked against him in his last start. Um, I like Buxton here for sure. Polanco, Gary Sanchez, Max Kepler. I could see Stack in Minnesota in this game. Absolutely. Uh, definitely another team. And I'm not about game stacks like that for sure. But, yeah, this is definitely a spot. You talk about Polanco, Kepler, 3,600, 4,300. Like, these are the prices I want to pay, Stevie, when, I, when I'm thinking about going double barrel at pitcher. So, I mean, you can get Max Kepler, a guy that's got home run upside, um, you know, and – you can almost piece together a really good quality team. Uh, some of these other bats that we've talked about earlier, like a Trey Mancini at 39, like you can, you can get the job done. So I, I, I like the twins here, man. I mean, they're just, they're cheap. Like you can stack these guys against Savale with Byron Buxton and just still have a massively quality lineup. Uh, love it. Love it. San Francisco at St. Louis. We got Logan Webb going up against Jordan Hicks in this one. This game currently at seven and a half. Um, Giants are 120 favorites. Logan Webb, 9,200 here. Um, any interest in Webb going up against St. Louis? I don't hate it because of the predominantly right-handedness of the lineup. Um, and Logan Webb, while he might not come out and get eight strikeouts a game, you look at the last game against St. Louis, the only thing that hurt him was he just gave up too many runs, Stevie. Like the strike, he, he got seven strikeouts. So if he cannot uh, get out of control, he had eight hits against him and two walks. And that's just because St. Louis is going to make good contact. They're not going to strike out a ton. But he also still got the seven strikeouts because of the predominant right-handedness of the team if he doesn't give up those runs if he only gives up two runs now he's sitting at you know around 20 fantasy points so i don't hate Webb. the problem is do i think he's better than max free today and the answer is no so he probably gets the x for me and that's the main reason why it's just so many quality pitchers you talked about being selective i'm 100 percent behind you if i gotta choose between Webb and, and free it's free Webb gets the x I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? It just comes down to there. you're not paying much more to get a guy that can put up 30. Yeah, Logan Webb put up 30 earlier this season against San Diego. It was his best game of the year. Um, he just faced this St. Louis team at home in San Francisco. Four earned runs, eight hits, five innings, seven strikeouts. Just was off, could not generate a ground ball against this Cardinals team. If it was a different slate, I Logan Webb would be on my list today. 
if yeah. Logan Webb was on either of the last any of the last three days, he was on the list for me. Um, good against righties, struggles against lefties. This is a good lineup for him. Um, just in general, it's just at, at ninety at ninety two hundred. I'm going Freed for a hundred dollars more. I'm going Cole for four hundred dollars more. I'm finding the eight hundred dollars for Gaussman. I just I cannot do it here. Um, if if I'm in this range, I probably even go down to like a Patrick Sandoval going up against Oakland. Um, so yeah, I think it's Sandoval pitching, but um, and Jordan Hicks on the other side of this game, Giants solid offense. Jordan Hicks not pitching deep into games. Too many options today. I'm out on Jordan Hicks here. Yep. No way I'm playing Jordan Hicks today. Talented pitcher, man. Um, I want to see him get stretched out and be potentially a, a starting pitcher for this team, but I don't think that's what they want him to do. Um, a big time ground ball guy could pitch well here. Probably not going to stack against him. Um, what are your thoughts on the San Francisco bats? I mean, if they were in that really cheap range, I think I'd be a little bit more interested. But I don't think – I mean, they are cheap. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think they're cheap enough for me to have to play them. Um, I think I'm going to pass. Yeah, I think – I think I – Okay, so I don't – if you want to do, like, a little three-man with, like, Jock Peterson, Brandon Belt, and Yaz, Yaz at 3800 is a fair price. Um, I could get behind that price tag. Jock Peterson has home run upside. Brandon Belt, he's just a solid hitter. Um, you know, we don't give – people don't give Brandon Belt enough credit, man. This guy's a solid not. hitter. Solid hitter. Not. Yeah. Um, the other side of this game, you know, we talked about Webb, much better against righties and lefties. They scored so they're so expensive. Um, Juan Yepes at thirty five hundred is still too cheap if he's going to continue to hit fourth in this lineup. Um, if you want to like pair him with like an O'Neill and a Carlson or something, Carlson's super cheap at thirty two hundred. It's just if you do that, you're playing three outfield spots on a mini stack, and that's just not going to work most times. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to try to attack Webby. This this game, I kind of view it um, similar to the free Darvish matchup. I just I just don't see the value in lo- loading up on any bats. All right, Will. Moving on, we got some cores. We got Kansas City. We got Colorado. We have Zach Greinke in cores. Oh, buddy. Going up against Kyle Freeland, 10 and a half total in this game. The Rockies a 140 favorite. Zach Granke in cores. Whoo. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fade him here. I'm not gonna play Zach Granke. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do it, Steve. Please. Yeah, gonna pass. Please. I don't want to play him. I'm guessing you don't have any interest. Negative. No interest in Zach Granke whatsoever. Kyle Freeland. I mean, Kyle Freeland's a solid pitcher. It's just what's crazy is the Royals actually can go very right-handed heavy and in cores. I'm going to pass here on Freeland. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. Don't hate. I actually don't hate Freeland as a pitcher. Like he's a guy 
that I sneakily play a little bit from time to time, like in the right spots. Don't think this is the right spot. If he was facing Detroit at 5,800, sign me up. But he has pitched well over the past few uh, few starts here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the chalk build today is Kansas City stacked with two top-end pitchers because it's very easy to do. Um, Kansas City is – they're just too cheap for being in course. Like, there's a lot of cheap bats that should be in the lineup here for Kansas City. We're going to see Taylor probably – bat eighth or ninth, but get some ownership here because he's 2,600 facing a lefty. Whit Merrifield's 44. Witt is 44. Dozier's 43. Sal Perez is expensive at 53, but probably not high enough. Um, yeah, I think the, the chalky build today is Kansas City and two top-end pitchers. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know how I feel about cores uh, in, in terms of me just kind of not playing them. But the bottom line is this, like you talked about, they're, they're just too cheap um, for the spot. So I, I don't hate it at all. Rockies. Gosh, I hope the Rockies go overlooked on this slate. I highly doubt it happens. I really do. But I hope Zach Greinke has a name, just keeps the ownership down on Colorado in this spot. And like Kansas City is just a chalk team, but I love – the Rockies in this spot. Zach Greinke pitches the contact. And if you do that in cores, yeah, buddy, let's go. Yeah, I, I can get behind that 100%. Um, Greinke has been, shall we say, not good, but has been getting by. You know what I mean? Like he That's, hasn't it. That's really the been... nicest way to put it, Will. Yeah, he hasn't been good, and he's been getting by. Like he hasn't really been shelled. You think that you think that matchup's coming where it's like, oh yeah, he's getting shelled, and then it just kind of doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, I I'm not playing the cranky. All right, we got the Cubbies at Arizona. Drew Smiley, Zach Davies facing off in this one. Eight and a half total. Pick 'em game. Diamondbacks a slight favorite here. Uh, any interest here in Drew Smiley? No. Yeah, 7,300. He threw 94 pitches last time out, and he still struggled so much that it's it's just really tough to play him in any spot right now. Um, Zach Davies on the other side of this game. He threw 104 pitches uh, against the Rockies last time out, and he actually had a pretty solid game. He's 6K going up against the Cubs. There's some strikeouts in this lineup. If I'm playing 150, I probably put him as a punt pitcher today. But I don't necessarily love it. I just don't love a lot of people in this range. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you 100%. I, I just – I can't do it, though. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. Um, Cubs, bats, what do you like here for the Cubs? Uh, Ian Happ is thirty seven hundred, Stevie. Yeah, that's a good price. Um, I mean, man, I, I I'm all aboard that. I, I think that's a great price for him. Um, and in fact, Stevie, he's probably one of my favorite plays on the slate at that price against Zach Davies. I, I, I like Ian Happ a lot today. I know he strikes out, but I don't care. Like this is a spot where he could get off. Hey, you want to see it, right? You, I mean. 
Here's the thing, though. Like, if Suzuki doesn't play, the lineup is definitely going to be a little bit weaker. It just kind of goes back to my point that <laughs> it, it's not the craziest thing to roll out Davies. I mean, it is kind of oh, crazy. Oh, God. Uh, as far as Arizona bats go, Jordan Luplo, 4,100. This dude is a – it's a, he's a lefty masher. We're going to go. Where's Cardi at? Cardi? Jordan Luplo is a lefty masher. Um, he's my new one. <laughs> James McCann got a little old, and he's not hitting as hard anymore. So, like, my new lefty masher is Jordan Luplo. So, obviously, yeah. I like him, and I think Walker, Nick Ahmed, these guys are cheap, and I like this spot against Smiley. Smiley's someone that gives up home runs. Absolutely. Um I like Luplo. I'm waiting for Keitel Marte, Stevie, to kind of just string together some big games. Uh, you got Christian Walker at 3,700. Uh, Nick Ahmed might be your cheap shortstop du jour today at 3,400. Like this, this could get, a, this could be a really interesting cheap stat if you decide to go Scherzer, um, Gausman. Yeah, I think I'm with you on Arizona being a cheap stack here. I kind of like them. Um, yeah. You know, there's some really there's some really cheap pieces here on the Arizona team that, that have plenty of pop. Um, so kind of on board with the Arizona stack here. Um, up next, we got L.A. at Oakland. There's no total out in this game, and I really don't know who's pitching. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we know – I've seen, like, I've seen, like, multiple reports of, like, three different pitchers. So we have no idea who's pitching for the angels in this game. I'm just going to go out on, on record and say that um, at bat right now is showing Silseth. Um, so we'll see if that's the case or not. Um, I'm going to click and see. So he has been confirmed. Okay. So he is confirmed the starting pitcher in this game. Um, double a pitcher will I, I pulled him up before we got started so I just had to find the page really quick but not a top end prospect they I mean everything that I've read about him is like this dude was projected to be in the bigs like two years from now um, very raw very very raw here um, in double a this season he started five games he has 37 strikeouts in 26 innings with an 18.5% swinging strike rate it's double a but he has some big time strikeout ceiling it's just the command seems the biggest problem with him from everything that i read he's oh. 5500 going up against oakland um and he started five games he's averaging a little over 5 innings per game do we roll the dice here and take a chance cuz it's oakland one of the worst offenses in baseball I think if you're running 150, maybe you take him in five to ten percent. I think that's what you do. I think you got to see what the ownership is too, because if this dude's yeah. going to be 15, 20 percent owned to stack cores, then that's again where I think I, I just roll the dice and maybe play Jordan Lyles. I pay, it like <laughs> it like pains me oh, so God. much to say that. It, it just pains me. Jordan to say Lyles. That. <laughs> Yeah, no, no way I'm playing Laos. Forget All it. All right, go to the other side of this game. We got Jeffries here. Um, any interest in Jeffries at 6,200? Negative. Yeah, I'm out. Um, <laughs> out. The Angels are going to be low-owned. 
on this slate as a stack and just because of how pricey they are. But I think if you are like punting with a pitcher and you want a stack that's just going to be different, the Angels are your late night hammer on this slate. Absolutely. This reminds me. Oh man, who used to stack the Angels up every night late? Hogs um, night. One- <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Bob. Just a joke. <laughs> there was one other person. It's um, funny to me. <laughs> man, who, who was it? At any rate, it'll come to me later on. Um, one of the OGs, though, man. Man, he'd stack up the Angels and every night. And this was when um, uh, Pujols was there. Uh, <laughs> he'd have Pujols in there as well. Man, I, oh, who was it? Jeez. Anyway. I like the Angels here. I think it's a good spot. I mean, you can get Otani Trout. The problem is I'm not going to be able to afford all of these guys. And even Taylor Ward's up to 5,600 now. Brandon Walsh, I mean, Jared Walsh, excuse me, 4,300. Brandon Marsh, 44. I just can't afford them all. I'm going to have to be very selective, um, which means I'm going to need some, some, some of these pieces from the bottom of the order. And this is where Chad Wallet might come in at 2,100 as a cheap catcher uh, to allow me to get that done. Oakland, I mean, it's a young pitcher making his debut. It's just Oakland, the bats are just so bad. They're just so cheap. Um, I think if you're Oakland, you're you're at least mini stacking them. I, I could see a one-off of like Seth Brown or Jed Lowry just because they're so cheap. Tony Kemp, if he hits leadoff, I could see like that type of like one-off. But I think if you're if you're stacking Oakland in the spot, you're just I'm going to play a little mini stack and see what happens tied in the spot. Yeah, for sure. All right, we finished it out. Philadelphia, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. This game, eight total. The Dodgers, a 230 favorite. Kyle Gibson going up against Clayton Kershaw. Any interest here in Kyle Gibson? No. <laughs> Heavens no. Not against the Dodgers. Uh, he's had struggles with the Mets. What do you think he's going to do away from home in the Dodgers stadium and Dodgers ballpark. I just, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I, um, so the last start against the Mets, I was like digging through, um, just trying to figure out what was going on with Kyle Gibson. And I feel like Kyle Gibson is a guy at the start of last year that was throwing 93, 94. And this year he's in the like 91 90s range and like last year when they got like the sticky stuff got banned his velocity dipped a lot too i just don't know i'm not gonna make any assumptions a lot of pitchers <laughs> used it let's be honest a lot of pitchers yeah used it. uh his velocity's dropped a lot so um definitely worried about kyle gibson i'm not playing him against the dodgers and then clayton kershaw Kershaw is my least favorite out of the stud pitchers on this slate. So he's probably going to throw a complete game shutout, no hitter type game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that how it the works? thing is, that works. But, but Dave Roberts isn't going to let him go. It, it won't That's matter what, what we think. Dave <laughs> no Roberts hitter going say, into the no. seventh. You're at 91 pitches. I'm yanking you. <laughs> yeah. 81 to be exact. Yeah. 81 pitches. He's like, nah, nah we've seen enough. Yeah. You're out. I said, yep. That's Dave Roberts for you. Uh, so I, there's no way I play Kershaw on this slate. He doesn't have enough upside for me versus Gaussman or 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 Kershaw. I mean, or yeah. Scherzer. 
he's had stellar games. He he pitched against Cubs last time out, and he was having a stellar game. He was at 81 pitches. Nope. For seven? Yeah, not going back out for the ace. Um, so <laughs> he could have made it. He probably could have made it. He could have finished that game. Yeah. The whole if you game. look at the average, he, he would have been, you know, really close to being able to finish that game. Yeah. You think he probably got through that inning with maybe 12, 13 pitches. He's sitting around 92, 93. He could have went back pitches. out for the eighth and been under 100 pitches still. And yeah, for sure. For sure. It, that's all I needed to see. I, I mean, <laughs> all joking aside, at 10-2, you know, he dominated Minnesota in his first start of the season, 13 strikeouts, and he just hasn't done it since. Seven strikeouts is fantastic, but seven strikeouts, six innings, 85 pitches is, is 25 points. 25 points at 10-2 is not enough today. Uh, it's like, not. I'll go out on record and – you you can you know I could be proved wrong obviously and I'll admit if I'm wrong but I, I just feel like this is a spot twenty five at Kershaw's price not enough. Nope, it is not. And if it is, then I'm getting crushed today because I think Scherzer and Gaussman have thirty five plus in them. So just <laughs> say that too. <laughs> nope. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. Will who do you got today? Uh, this one should be fairly easy. Uh, let's go. Oh, God. Well, Stevie. I'm not doing it. Give me, give me uh, Nick Pavetta. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm going Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, I was, I was happy you left him there for me, but I'm going to go Eduardo Rodriguez. I think he's one of a few guys that can get six more strikeouts in this price range. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who is your bust today? Uh, fairly easy on this one. Definitely going Cal uh, Gibson. Yep, I love that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I don't even think this is like a crazy hot take, but I'm gonna go um, Drew Rasmussen here against Toronto. Yeah, I like it. Good pitcher, just tough, but tough, tough spot. Um, over 4K to go yard, not in cores. Who do you got today? Let's go. Hmm. Give me your Alvarez. I love it. I'm going to go with the Bash Brothers. I'm going to say Judge and Stanton both go yard today. Like it. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like to get two hits today? I'm going to give you my boy. Give me Michael Brantley. But you, you guys already knew that one was coming. Uh, so give me my secondary today. I talked about him a little bit earlier. Give me Trey Mancini at 3,900. So you talked about this guy, and I was like, oh, he's totally going to take my guy um, that I had already written down, but he didn't. Uh, give me Ian Happ at 3,700. Um, yeah. I really – like when you started talking, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to search and scroll and find someone else. But I like Ian Happ a lot today. He's cheap. There's a few 
really good cheap bats I, on this slate just in general. Can I give can I give a bonus one today, Let's Steve? Let's go. Do it. I mean, I like Max Kepler, too, at 36. Like, I just there, – there's guys out there that we talked about that I got here. But, yeah, Kepler's another one at 36. I, I like him a lot as well. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I'm not going with the Yankees. I think that was obvious. Uh, I'm going to go – with uh, with the team that we maybe were kind of on, but didn't really talk about it too much. Let's, let's say I'm actually going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Took my pick. Yeah, that's who I had written down to. Um, <laughs> well, then I'm going to take the Yankees because <laughs> I, I got it. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm tired. I'm not using brain power. Give me the Yankees. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, well, it's always fun, man. I know you'll be posting some stuff over there in the prop shop throughout the day tomorrow for prize picks and some other prop stuff. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. If you're playing NASCAR, I'll see you over there in the NASCAR package. We got a truck race on Saturday night and a cup race on Sunday. So, Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back talking baseball Monday. Good luck. We'll see you then.